So it was a typical day. I believe we looked at, uh, I don't know, three houses or so. And uh, just bam, 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 early, gone, done this, done that, and was headed back to the office. And, man, I was starving. I had not eaten. And I said, uh, I'm going to swing through and get a sandwich and run back to the office, ask my trainee, would you like anything? She said no. And as we were going through, I said, you know, um, I was thinking about going over here to Zaxby's, but... Chick-fil-A sounds good, or as my 83-year-old mother calls it, Chick-fil-A-t, um, or Chick Chick-a-fill, excuse me, Chick-a-fill, that's, that's it, and um, so anyway, as we pass Zaxby's, where I could have just got right through, I proceed a little bit further, get closer and closer to Chick-fil-A, and nervous that they're going to be packed, and my prediction was right, I mean... There had to be 40 cars. I tried to count once I got in line. I couldn't see around the other half of the building. I think I counted over 20. But uh, upon arriving, I had to drive around the building to get to the building. You know, I had to drive around the building to get in line for the building for the drive-thru. And uh, right before we pulled in, the training said 10 minutes. I said, there's no way, you're telling me that you think I can get through this line of sea of cars in 10 minutes. She said, 10 minutes. I said, well, I've heard they're pretty efficient, but come on, 10 minutes? She said, 10 minutes, just wait. So then the, you know, the, the gamble was on. So I get in line and I wait and I wait and I wait. You wait just a minute and we'll see what happens. Hi, this is Brian Reynolds. You're listening to the Appraisal Update Podcast brought to you by the fine folks of Appraiser eLearning. And by the way, if you haven't uh, checked out Appraiser eLearning, do so. It's uh, simply appraiserelearning.com. You can look at publication events. You can check out all our classes. We're actually doing some virtual classes now, and you're not going to want to miss it. In addition, when this craziness ends and we are up and running again in the uh, conference and trade show land, we participate in the majority of those. So please come by and say hi to Ben or Leah or Kim or Hal or Jim or myself. We love meeting new people. We love meeting students. Uh, and uh, we'll be happy to have a nice chat with you. In addition, if there's somebody you'd like to hear on a podcast or webinar, please reach out to support at Appraiser eLearning, and we will uh, try and make that happen. Happy to have you. But yeah, we had looked at some houses, and you know, we had, had come into the office, and I knocked out a couple of things early in the morning, and then we had some appointments. And um, we actually had to get a couple of comp photos, too, those dang comp photos. And uh, so we went and looked at the first property. We pulled out uh, the two comp photos, knocked those out on, on way to the second appointment. And then uh, the third one was out there a little ways, and we came up 431. And I said, man, I've got to get something to eat. She didn't want anything. And uh, <laughs> I took her advice to go to Chick-fil-A. And so we get there, and as I mentioned in the, in the opening, I had to drive around the building uh, to get in line for the drive-through and I just looked at her and I said 10 minutes huh? she's like 10 minutes and uh, so we inched forward the clock kept ticking and I just wondered you know what can you do in 10 minutes how efficient can you be in 10 minutes 
you know, we talk about teams and helpers and assistants. And I just want to remind you, if you if you don't have a helper, you're not only the president in your company, you're the janitor. And there's nothing wrong with being a janitor. Um, but keep in mind, you're doing the full array of duties, right? You're doing uh, things that other people could do, as well as you're doing things that only you can do. And we talk about highest and best use a lot. I uh, wrote an article many years ago, and um, I, talk, I talk about the dentist office a lot. You know, when you schedule an appointment and you call to make an appointment to go in to see your dentist, you're not talking to the actual dentist on the phone. You're talking to a scheduler or receptionist. And then you get to the dentist office and you walk up to sign in. You don't see the dentist sitting behind the counter there. Uh, Someone opens the door and calls you back and he or she gets you comfortable in the little chair and puts a bib around your neck. If you're there for a cleaning, a dental hygienist, someone properly trained to do that aspect of that service. You don't see the dentist likely even during a cleaning. What is the dentist doing? Now, many of you listening are saying, well, he's out on the golf course. And maybe he is. Maybe he or she is on occasion. Uh, I go to a dentist that is a um, husband and wife team, and uh, they're there. They're always there. So they actually have two providers, you know, the the doctor, if you will. There's two of them, husband and wife. But they have an army of helpers. I mean, there is no telling how many employees they have helping them to be a very efficient office you know i was in chicago one time and i I lived in chicago for a number of years i love it love it there um can't wait to go back for a visit two of my kids were born up there so by default i'm a uh, chicago bears fan (laughs) if you see me uh, in my webinars or my uh, some of the virtual classes we do. Sometimes you can see a, a Chicago football in the background. And yeah, you'll probably see some bourbon back there as well. But, but I love Chicago. There's a little shout out to Craig Capella. He's up in uh, Chicagoland. We visited up there not long ago and, uh, and got to spend uh, a little bit of time with, with he and his wife uh, out with my group of Kentucky Rednecks, I guess you could call them. <laughs> but anyway, on another occasion, I was downtown. I was on Navy Pier, and we were walking around checking things out. I think we went on a boat ride, and um, we saw this real fancy restaurant. I mean, this is a nice, nice, nice place. And so we went in, and I said, we're going to splurge. So I got a big, big lobster tail. And there were three hostesses that greeted us. Uh, they waited us, uh, took us to the table. They didn't wait on us, but they, they seated us. Um, there was a wine steward. There was a water person. Um, then the, um, the waitress came up, took our order. There were uh, food runners. I tell you, I was mostly impressed by a young man um, that, I don't know what you call it, a table setter he didn't clean. He wasn't a busboy. They had they had busboys too, but uh, after you finished your wonderful dinner and uh, and left, um, this guy would come over after the table had been bussed and cleaned. He would come over with his tablecloth sharp, really sharp edges, 
I mean, it cut you, it's so sharp. And he would whip this thing out like a magician. And then he would set up the the, the glasses and the, and the plates and the forks and make sure they were properly placed. He really was an artist. I call him an artist, a table setter. They happened to be an artist. I never saw him stop. He was going 100 miles an hour. Uh, if he wasn't doing that, he'd, he'd grab a water or a pitcher and come fill your water. He, the work ethic of this young man was quite impressive, let's just say. After our dinner was over, we were leaving, and I went up to the hostess stand, unbeknownst to the guest that was with me, and I said, um, do you have a manager? And the um, hostess said, oh, what, what was wrong? Can we help? I said, I just need to speak to a manager, please. She said, yes, we have two managers on staff this evening. Let me go find one. So she went to find the manager. While she was going to find the manager, I kind of leaned over to my right, and I could actually see the uh, prep area. Uh, I saw some sous chefs. I saw some um, table runners. And uh, finally, the, the manager came up with his hand extended. How can I help you? Uh, what, what can I do to to make things right. I mean, automatically anticipating that there was some sort of problem. And I, I took his hand, received his hand, and I said, um, you don't need to do anything. I said, we had excellent service this evening. Uh, and you immediately saw this sigh of relief on his face, right? And I shook his hand and I said, um, I said, we had excellent service tonight. The food was exceptional. Your service providers were exceptional. I want to I want to pay particularly close attention to the young man that's over there, and I pointed him out. I said I never stopped saw him stop working all night. You should give him a raise. I said uh, his work ethic is amazing. I said, but everyone, we had very very good service, and I said it was important for me to take my time to take a moment of your time to communicate that to you. And he said, we never hear this. He said, when I get called up, there's always a problem. So it's quite refreshing. Thank you for thanking us. And um, I turned to leave, and then I kind of did an about face and turned back. And I said, hey, I, I have one final question for you. He said, shoot. I said, you know, you have a very well-oiled machine here. I mean, you have three hostesses. They said you had two managers working tonight. Yeah, we've got another guy in the back. I said, well, I see that you have a wine steward, you have bus boys, you have uh, waitresses and waiters, you have that table setter guy. <laughs> I said, you have uh, sous chefs, you have food runners, preppers, cleaners. I said, I just have one question for you. How many head chefs do you have? And he raised his singular finger in the air and said we have one head chef think about running your appraisal practice like a well-oiled machine like this restaurant that has one head chef like the dentist office that maybe has one or two medical providers doctors like chick-fil-a that within 10 minutes, I had my food in hand 
and was exiting the drive through I looked over at my trainee and I said, I almost, I, in fact, the, when the young lady handed me my food, I said, would it be all right if I just sat here for another minute? I was trying to bust that 10-minute estimate, <laughs> and she smiled, didn't know what I was talking about. Uh, but I looked over at my trainee and I said, uh, well done. You know, the trainee uh, taught the trainer that day. And then I said, um, I said, did you base that on something? Or she said, I had breakfast here this morning and it took me 10 minutes. So her estimate or her opinion that she developed that it would take me 10 minutes to navigate that long drive through was based on other information she had, which is what appraisers should be doing. Anyway, think about running your office like the restaurant. Think about running your office like a dentist office. Think about running your office like Chick-fil-A. They have an army of folks, and they get the job done. Something to be said about teamwork. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Appraisal Update Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Reynolds. Be super, super safe out there. Until next time. Happy appraising. The Appraisal Update podcast is brought to you by Appraiser E-Learning.